0: I love to tell the story, will be my theme in glory, to tell the old, old story of Jesus and his love.
1: Ooh, new music. Hopefully new segment, that's why. Because that is what the goal of this is going to be, is to... Tell the story. What story? Well, that depends on the world around you to be perfectly honest with you. Hi, I'm Michael and I do not have Lou. That was not a recording. That's Cameron, say hi Cameron.
0: Hi, I'm Cameron.
1: So there you go. Why Cameron? I ask myself that every day.
0: (laughs) Me too. But (laughs) Why me? In in all honesty,
1: because what we would like to do is look a little bit at some of the the more pop culture aspects of the world and try to apply some Christian wisdom to them. So try to train ourselves to see the events of the world and the things of this planet through the lens of biblical thinking. That's kind of our goal. So again, you're asking. Why Cameron? And the answer is because Cameron is the least pop-culturally knowledgeable person (laughs) that I know. Yes, I am. I'm too busy for all that mess. She's not really on Twitter. She's Mm. not on Facebook. She's not on Instagram. She doesn't watch the news. She doesn't read magazines. She just... Like, lives life. It's, it, it's like being married to a hermit that cooks. <laughs> and cleans. So Yeah, there you go. So it's perfect because I get to hunt down these little stories and drop them on her, and then we'll get her reaction. And then hopefully it'll be a good reaction. If it's not a good reaction, we will have the opportunity to correct that reaction okay. and think through how to, how to understand and interact with our world biblically. Sounds now, that'll good. be the goal going into 2020. Today we're gonna do something even more fun. We're gonna look back. I pulled three, and I didn't tell her which three I pulled. I looked at three events, stories, things of the year, just to kind of get the initial reaction again now because of the nature of the beast here. Cameron is going to know about these because she doesn't live under a rock. I mean, I may no. tease her a little bit, but she is still married to me, and I still have to interact with the world on a regular basis. So she does have some general idea of things as they come along, just not usually when they're, they're hot off the press. Like yeah, I'm always go,
0: day late, dollar short
1: type yeah. of thing. So, did you hear about this story? Yes, I heard about that a month ago. Where have you been? Never mind. Don't answer that. <laughs> Raising so, your children. <laughs> so in a nutshell, I'm Michael. I'm Cameron. And we have gathered together this week to tell you that it may be bad, but it can always be worse.
0: Ooh. Well, that just sounds inspiring and encouraging. This definitely ain't no Love, that's for sure.
1: Positive, encouraging. I better stop before I actually have to pay them royalties. On yeah, something.
0: we yeah. don't make
1: any money doing this, so I can't afford to pay people. It's bad, and it could always be worse. Exactly. Yet, this then it, this so, ain't love I have three stories, ideas pulled. Over. You should see this. I'm taking the anxiety person and like I'm inducing more anxiety. I'm either the, I'm either a great human being or the worst. Human being on the planet, and
0: I'm drinking calming tea just because, like, I don't know what's gonna happen next.
1: <laughs> you should know. You should know. Oh, yeah. you're gonna I'm go. I'm pretty okay, sure I am. Yeah.
0: So Once you, I get comfortable, I'll be fine.
1: Story number one.
0: Mm-hmm. Coronavirus. <laughs> okay,
1: a Co- virus. the The coronavirus, COVID-19, <laughs> SARS-2, COVID nineteen, SARS two, COVID, SARS two, coronavirus, whatever it is you want to call it, call it the COVID, call it the Rona call it whatever you want. Mm-hmm. We dealt with it this year, did we not?
0: Yes. Did and we as a
1: humanity are. deal with it well? Oh no. Now, this is, no, this is not at all. This is where the rubber meets the road. Why don't why do what do you mean we didn't deal with it well?
0: Well, we panicked. We took something that has the similar symptoms of something we experience year in year out, like the flu. And the same group of people who do not do well with the flu, who end up getting pneumonia from it and not surviving, are the same people who are struggling with this same virus, this new COVID-19, as well as younger ones. Um, But for some reason, this one, it was, it's been turned on its head. I mean, when you stop and look at all the symptoms, I'm expect when I first heard it, and they're talking about people would buy up toilet paper and all this stuff, and the hoarding and the the panic buying. My first thought was, I need to read up on what this is, not listen, but read, so that I keep the emotions out. Because I'm expecting people to like start losing limbs and coughing up blood and turning into zombies. I'm going, okay, this sounds just like the flu, and the same people who are not doing well are the same people who don't do well with the flu. What makes this so much worse, other than the fact that it's new?
1: Now, this is where right away let's let's hit the let's hit the exit ramp of culture and hit the entrance ramp of Bible. Right, right. Why is it bad to panic? You may ask yourself. And I mean, I could probably find you know like one or twenty <laughs> verses, give or take, about peace and calm and not panicking and things like that, first thing pops in my head, be still and know that I am God. Mm-hmm. Was God surprised that the Rona hit us?
0: No. 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 Not even a little bit. He's not even surprised how we're reacting, to be honest with you, but it it's which, still is... Which, sh- which,
1: which really puts God <laughs> in perspective. Like, yeah. I'm surprised at how people are handling yes. this. I, and, and he who sits in the heavens <laughs>, laughs, and it's like, what, what is going on Wait, Why are
0: y'all surprised by this? I knew you were going <gasps> to act like this. Yeah.
1: It's astounding. So, um... So that's Psalm 46. Um, I also said Psalm 2, uh, Matthew chapter 6. We worry and we titter about all of these things, but what are we supposed to be reminded of? That there is a God in heaven who Mm -hmm. rules and reigns, who guides and directs, and who, more importantly than anything else, actually cares about us. Yes. So as we panic, as we worry, as we lose our ever-loving minds about everything, we have to be, as Christians, honest and go, wait a minute. Why am I reacting the way that I'm reacting? And is there a way that I could be doing this better? Yes. So
0: I I think one of the reasons why we're acting the way we have reacted this year, especially at the very beginning, was the nature of how fast news spreads nowadays and how quickly Over the past generations, we can get one news out after another news story out after another until you're so bombarded with news and events that you don't have the time to actually stop and process before you have to hear the next thing that's going on. And with this, it seemed as if we they announced there's there's a new virus that they found and that people are not surviving, that it's a deadly virus. And then before we can even figure out, well, what are the symptoms? How do people know? Where did it come from? We're suddenly being told, all right, now it's here. And now it's here. And now it's in this place. And now this person has. And no one once stopped and said, wait a minute, what is this virus and, and we never slow down on
1: the on the cable news yes and, and we're yes. running through everything and we're breathlessly getting our updates on twitter we and are Facebook. in
0: the midst of gossip gossip yes gossip it's you we don't even take a breath to find out if what's being told is true we just hear it and run with it and i think that's why this year and our we've been building over generations of this and why it happened so quickly this time around
1: now caveat couple of things just to make sure that we're not being, you know, jerks about this. Mm-hmm. Is the virus real? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Is it is deadly real. for some people? Yes. yes.
0: As is everything else. Is but it yes. damaging
1: for some people? Yes. Absolutely. So before you go run off and, and you know, complain to the powers of be, they said their own is not real. No, we didn't. No. It exists. It is <laughs> damaging to some people. But yes. is it worth the panic and the fear that we have invested in it up to this point, and I would say the answer to that is no, mm-hmm. and I would especially say the answer to that is no if you are a Christian, which is predominantly who this is geared towards, yes. is how do we think biblically? How do we confront my own mortality? I mean, this is, the, this is the great fear of the modern world, and I think this is one of the reasons why you've seen the panic that you've seen, mm-hmm. is m- most people have been so insulated from disease and death and hardship that they don't think about it on a regular basis, they, yes. they just don't. So when they're suddenly confronted with it and they can't get away yeah. from it.
0: You can't stop and analyze. What and- am
1: I reminded of? I'm not just reminded that people are dying. I'm reminded what else? I am. I'm going to die. And yeah. I don't like this idea. No, I don't. And Christian, I'm not telling you you have to like the idea either, but – you do have to deal with the reality. And this is why, believe it or not, something like COVID is a blessing from God. Mm -hmm. People always ask, why did God do this? Because his great blessings sometimes come in what we consider human catastrophes. And this virus is a great example. If we are, as the people of God, more in step with our earthly mortality, if we are more conscious of our limited time here, if we are more focused on what God is doing and how we are then operating in the benefit of His kingdom,
0: mm-hmm.
1: then are we not better people? And the answer is, well, of course we are. Yes, so yes. Yeah. Do we get that when God gives us sunshine, lollipops, and rainbows?
0: No, no, no. We don't. We we forget that there is a God who is in control and who how where we all where we stand before Him.
1: So how does He remind us? He picks up the planet like a good snow globe and shakes it one good time. (laughs) And la and da, we are in the midst of this world. Mm -hmm. So learn, grow, think biblically. Do not try to argue from the perspective of the world. Do not try to overcome panic and fear with worldly philosophy. Instead, ground it in Christian teaching biblical discipleship. Why am I not afraid? Because though the heavens be shaken, God still rules and reigns. He mm-hmm. is my firm foundation. My shifting sand is gone because I have built my life upon the rock, not upon the sand. I am good. I am, I'm solid. I'm solidified. I have nothing to fear, nothing to worry about. The world cannot take anything away from me that God does not allow. And mm-hmm. if all of this world is gone, I still have Christ, who is my all in all. That's your Colossians 3, for those of you that are playing at home. Yep. So, story number one. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you sure?
0: The one's done, so (laughs) move on to number two. Let's see. All right.
1: Story number two. Now... This is actually this was a US story that became a worldwide story and that becomes important because hi are this month downloaders we have some downloaders from the United Kingdom and oh. from India and from Australia so hi hi, hi. hello world um <laughs> black lives matter okay <laughs> now as a slogan is there any problem with that
0: as a slogan as a
1: slogan the lives of Black people are important.
0: No, no, because just as all Christians have specialty things that God has laid on their hearts, when you have missionaries who go strictly to China, missionaries who want to go to India, and yes, who feel if, called, you have specific purposes in life that you focus on. But, but now, making are, it everybody else's, no, but that's not what I mean. Problem as uh-huh. a
1: slogan is the phrase that "Black Lives Matter" problematic.
0: No, no, I don't because think so. no.
1: humanity made in the They're image of people. God. Uh-huh. Is valuable yeah. because you are made in the image of God. You have inherent worth and value. This is why Christians are traditionally the pro-life people. Correct. Because every life is valuable simply because it is it is there. It exists and it exists by the grace, glory, and function of God. Yes. Therefore, it is worthwhile. So, as a slogan, no problem. No problem. As a movement, problem. Problem.
0: Because now we're we are. Elevating one particular group above all others, and
1: well, it's not just we, the elevation of one group. I think I think it's the, de- the depth of the, the meat yeah. of this story goes into critical race theory, intersectionality, how you view the world, the concepts of systemic racism. Mm-hmm. Now, again, confronting that from a worldly perspective, what basis do you have to argue against it?
0: Other than just Examples of history, you can pick and choose what you think gives support for it, but worldly yeah, But the wise, argument
1: is, we'll see, we had the African slave trade and, mm-hmm. you know, this, the slave triangle or parallel, depending on where you got dropped off by who. See, that just shows how people have been oppressed for thousands of years, and now you need to shut up.
0: But we can, again—like I said, you can pick and choose your world history arguments because there's other groups that experience these exact similar— In different periods of history so it's it's very hard to just say one group only this applies to because the whole world all along from the beginning has set this group apart and that's not that's not true I mean is every group has had some form of struggle
1: well absolutely and this is again why from a secular perspective there is a bankruptcy. And again, we're not mm-hmm. di- we're not trying to dive deeply into each one of these topics, but the there is a bankruptcy of perspective because for every example you can give me of a black person who has been oppressed,
0: mm-hmm. I
1: can go find a Jewish person. Exactly. I can go find an Arab person. Mm-hmm. I can go find a white person. I can point to I can point to the poverty of the Irish in the United States yeah. and in other countries. I can point to problems of a prison colony like Australia having to try to figure out a way to function as an actual nation and mm-hmm. tame that wilderness that is that continent. Yeah. You can, you can put, point to the caste system of India and all sorts of things. And you can say, for every oppressed group you can bring up, I can bring up one on the other side exactly. the exact same way. Yeah. So, which is why worldly philosophy is bankrupt. Correct. So as a Christian then, how do I interact with these worldviews in a way that acknowledges that there is a potential for problem, does not devalue the human being, and does not devalue the problem as it exists.
0: We're dealing with the gospel issue, with the problem of the heart. I mean...
1: And, see, and that's where I think it becomes so very important. So yeah,
0: I, everybody has their, their issues in their heart that God needs to work on them with. But when we just negate, negate God and just focus on one issue or any any issue for that matter, it becomes elevated and people want to stamp it out. Well, the problem is everybody has these little issues, there these sins, these heart problems where God has to work with us. And without the gospel understanding who God is, how God created us and individuals and everyone, and how we are all the same and how Christ died for all, then... We're never going to get anywhere. We're forgetting that we're making a problem that's individual heart problems that can only be solved through the gospel with Jesus a group problem. And that's not fair.
1: Well, it also removes responsibility. And it
0: does when it takes responsibility
1: off places like Ezekiel, Mm -hmm. the soul of the person who sins will die. Mm-hmm. You die for mm-hmm. which sin? For my sin? Do yeah. I die for my father's sins? No. no. Do my children die for my sins? No. no. Conversely, and I, I had this argument with a, uh, a fellow pastor friend, and he said, "You well can't you can't you appreciate the um, the African American who you know we're Northern Illinois, so we're not far from Chicago? Who mm-hmm. uh, can can you appreciate the experience of a of a black man who drives to Chicago and gets pulled over, and he gets harassed because he matches the description of something, and the cops assume that he's guilty?" rather than actually dealing with him as an individual. And my answer was, yes, I can't appreciate that. But you know what I say to that? That those cops are bad.
0: Yeah, if that's all they went on was that, not by car, make, whatever. Does that make... Went, now, does, do those
1: bad just, cops mean, by extension, that all police work is evil?
0: No, and that's the thing. The problem is we're, we're forgetting individuals here and... In,
1: Now, again, uh, when you deal with this, this is what we call the part-to-whole fallacy in logic. Mm -hmm. Because part of the thing is bad, we assume that the whole is bad.
0: We're throwing the baby out with the bathwater.
1: Conversely, and this is something we talked about a little bit last year, uh, Lou and I, what is seriously the one job of government, biblically speaking?
0: To protect its citizens.
1: And the way they do that domestically is by what?
0: By... Police, the law. I mean you have law and then you have those who are there to
1: This is why as a slogan, Black Lives Matter has no issues. Mm -hmm. But as a movement, it is extremely problematic because the minute you start off with defund the police or all cops are bad, and I know there's some other words that go in that last B, but I'm not going to worry about those today. When you go (laughs) down that road, what you're saying is, no, what we've decided is that the one God-given function of government is something that they should not do. This isn't a rejection of policing. This isn't None. a rejection of government. This is a rejection of God.
0: Yes. You want an is. example
1: of this? Go to something like 1 Samuel and see the condemnation to Eli for not disciplining his sons more. Mm-hmm. And, see, and I like trying to give Eli some credit because when you, if you go read that, it's 1 Samuel 1 and 2, specifically chapter 2 though. You read Eli warns his kids like you're sinning against God. Like, if you sin against men, we can deal with it. We can mediate. We can do something. But when you sin against God, there's nothing I can do for you. Yeah. You, you're, you fall into his hands. And, 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 and in Eli's defense, <laughs> say that three times fast, and in Eli's defense, that's a pretty good rebuke. Hey, you're going to stand before the throne of a living God, and you're going to have to give an account for this stuff, so knock it off. Mm-hmm. But what's the warning from God? That's not enough. Mm-mm. You didn't do enough because by doing that and leaving it up to me, by doing that and leaving it alone, you forsook your responsibility as father,
0: mm-hmm.
1: as priest, as leader.
0: You you forsook
1: all discipleship, and it's Just not a rejection not. of. It's not a rejection of discipline. It's a rejection of God by In rejecting the sacrifices that Hophni and Phineas are. Um, Mm -hmm. tearing down they're not rejecting the sacrifice they're rejecting the God behind the sacrifice by mistreating the tabernacle and sleeping with the women who work there, mm-hmm. they're not just mistreating those women. They're not just denigrating their office as priesthood. They're insulting and turning against God himself. There's a big difference between those two things. Yeah. When you come as a movement, Black Lives Matter does the same thing. Mm-hmm. By saying we police are bad. Why? Because they're police. No, 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 no. That's literally like the one job God gives government in Romans 13. That, yeah. that's, that's, that's the job. Protect your citizens. We do that with an army.
0: Mm -hmm. internationally internationally and And within your
1: own borders we do Mm -hmm. that with police domestically take that away and you've taken away everything now we're having if you'll notice a conversation that goes deeper than the idea of i'm white i'm black i'm
0: i'm good you're bad vice
1: versa yeah we're talking about fundamental identities as defined by who god god and this is this is the problem is, and this is why you need to get away from cable news and and social media every once in a while. Because read the
0: articles instead of hearing them read to you. <laughs> you can definitely understand and get the emotions out, and you can really see what lot. they're trying to say as opposed to what they're trying to emphasize. There is a lot to that
1: because at the end of the day, again, what's our what are our starting assumptions? All human beings are valuable. Mm-hmm. Why? Because they're made mm-hmm. in the image of God. The image of God, yes. Are there bad apples in humanity? Yes. Well, duh, all yeah. have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Exactly. So does sin work itself out in the systems of this world? No. no. And here's why. Because sin works itself out in the people of this world. The system is broken because people. people are broken. The cure is not to tear down and rebuild the system. It is to tear down and rebuild The person, by the work of the Holy Spirit, defining things rightly, biblically, and then building out the people to do their jobs to the glory of God. Exactly. If you'd like an example of this, it's in Luke 3. John the Baptist has people coming to him, and they're worried because they're now repenting of their sins and trying to live godly lives. Mm -hmm. And so soldiers come. How do I be a soldier and follow the teachings that you're giving me? And he tells them, well... Take your wages and be content with them. Mm-hmm. Because part of being a soldier back in the day you was extra. You, you got to burn, rape, and pillage.
0: They were the mafia. <laughs> you well, but you got this. to do it legally. When How much went, is it going to cost you? When you went to you? battle,
1: yeah, you got paid. You got your rations. But you also, when you were done, you got the, you got the spoils of war. Mm-hmm. You got to take captives. You got to take plunder. You got to clean out the basement of people's houses. You had to do all sorts of stuff. Yeah. And John the Baptist was saying that doesn't – the fact that armies are run like that doesn't make armies bad. It makes the people that do it bad. Therefore, you, soldier, take your wages, live a good life, kill like you're supposed to, and come home safely and be content with your work. Conversely, tax collectors. What do we do? How do I – because tax collectors were evil because the Mm -hmm. way you got to be a tax collector typically was you bought into the system because tax collectors, as long as the check to the boss was good, so as long as Rome got their money – they didn't care what you did. Yeah. So or if I'm if it. I'm supposed to collect a ten dollar bridge tax, as long as Rome gets their ten bucks, they're happy. They don't care that you charge ten bucks plus a horse fee, plus uh, you know, a Extra sun- wagon
0: r- wheel fee. Yeah. They, they don't <laughs> care that by axle. the
1: time you're said and done, you're actually charging twenty bucks for the bridge because you're pocketing ten yourself. They don't care as long as Rome gets their, their ten dollars. Yeah. And as long as you can afford the protection to keep the peace. So that they don't have to send their army in. They really don't care what you do. Mm-hmm. So tax collecting jobs got expensive. You typically had to buy your way in. And the fee was so high that the only way you recouped your money was and to uh, gouge people yeah, further. You
0: tax other people's taxes.
1: Yeah. Every new tax collector was worse than the last guy because he paid more for the office than the last guy. So he's got a it, – it's mm-hmm. like a bad student loan. You're never getting out from underneath this, this payment. So you're just collecting money until the end of time. Yeah. How do I do that job? To the glory of God if I'm repenting of my sins. And the answer was, collect your taxes and go home. Yeah. Don't, exactly. don't gouge people. Tax collecting in and of itself wasn't evil. No, it no. was the mafiosa underworld system yes. that was set up around it that made it evil. <coughs> Conversely, saying we want bad cops dealt with is not evil but saying policing is evil okay. when it is ordained by God as a biblical function of government that becomes the problem mm-hmm. that's how we now look at an argument from a biblical lens and get it down to its baseline meaning and we say when you want these things when you tell tell these institutions that are meant to protect us that they're not doing their job right fine how do i fix it because the job is necessary
0: yes the it job is, it is, is important
1: necessary. If you want to see a world with no police, <laughs> I mean, no offense, the gospel functioned like it did because of the Roman army. Yeah, They were so big, so bad, they were the biggest mamma on the block that they could keep the peace. Now, could they do it perfectly? Obviously not. No. But this is why Paul could travel. This is why Peter could travel. This is why the disciples could do the work that they did. This is why the gospel could grow in the synagogue system before Jesus came could flourish because there was peace. Mm -hmm. Rome owned everything and they were set up and good to go remove that and what do you end up with
0: every man for himself
1: and life is nasty brutish and short and no good in any shape form or fashion so embrace the slogan if the slogan's good but understand the roots of a movement understand the foundations and if they are not biblical reject them but don't just reject them by insulting them reject them by building rightly the good foundations sound good?
0: Sounds good.
1: All right. Story number three. And this is I think the big story of the year. Okay. Fear. Yeah. Fear, 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 fear.
0: There is nothing to fear but fear itself.
1: Thank you, Roosevelt.
0: (laughs) I couldn't think of who said it, but I can picture him. (laughs) I don't do history well.
1: (laughs) Luckily somebody around here does. Yeah, you
0: make up for my history, my lack of history.
1: (laughs) We're afraid. Of everything. People are afraid of the Rona. People are afraid of dying. People are afraid of racism. People are afraid of riots. People are afraid of the police. People are afraid of their own shadows. People are afraid of you if you cough in Walmart. People are afraid of you at the grocery store. People are afraid of their neighbor. People are afraid of everything. And then they're afraid of the doctor. They're afraid of the hospital. They're afraid of vaccines. They don't
0: trust anyone.
1: We have lost. Any sense of wisdom Mm -hmm. or functionality in this world? Yes, we have. So the question becomes then, why?
0: Why have we lost it? Yeah. Because, well, for far too long, God has blessed us with a comfortable place. God has allowed us to have prosperity God has allowed us as a, as a nation, in particular in the U.S., and, and as Christians, we have had the freedoms that we've been given, and n- they've never been challenged. And slowly but surely, things have been challenged over the years. I remember once upon a time, it wasn't even, I'm, I'm in my 30s, it wasn't even that long ago, you didn't have to wear a seatbelt. Kids didn't have to be in a seatbelt. You didn't have to, you could leave your kid at home when he was like, eight or nine no problems now there are laws for seatbelts there are laws for ha- what has to be said on the toothpaste packaging there's laws for staying at home there okay, hold, pe- hold, hold, hold
1: on hold on yeah if, when we talk about biblical foundations here's a good example you ready uh-huh. why do you hate children
0: I don't hate children.
1: (laughs) Obviously you do. I have
0: two of my own. I was a special needs pre-K teacher and daycare worker for 10 years. You
1: obviously despise and hate children. You know how I know that? Because only someone who hates children would have a problem with car seat laws. They are there to save children's lives and to protect them and to safeguard them. Mm -hmm. So why do you hate children?
0: That's the problem. I don't view my job to keep them from everything And we have turned this country into a place of, quote-unquote, Karens who think it is their job to point out when you're doing something they don't
1: like. There it is. See, is it the government's job to protect my children from my stupidity?
0: No. No. God is the only one who can protect you from the stupid. And protect See, you for protect others from your own stupidity. Government's
1: it, job is to yeah. preserve my health and safety, and not in like a healthcare kind of way, but as in a safety way. If the bad guy tries to take my wallet, it's the government's job to make sure he goes to jail so he doesn't hurt more people. Exactly, it is the government's job to protect my my welfare in that manner. It is not their job to make sure that I am not exposed to danger and yes. that everything I touch is perfectly safe. Yeah, it I just mean, it just you, isn't.
0: If that's you, you the government it can't do it. There, there are no guarantees in life. I mean, it's, like I said, back when I was growing up, my brother, who is in his, 20, his early 20s, he's 21, I think now. I remember him sitting, my, my daddy's arm was his seatbelt. My daddy hit the brakes, he'd throw that arm across his chest. The soccer and he was mom arm save. Yes, saved. yes. And my daddy, my, he used to stand in the middle of the seat. While looking out the, the front window of the truck same place I sat when I was growing up
1: you're lucky to be alive
0: exactly <laughs> but I had so much more fun than my kids do now because they're strapped down in five points a harness and they're ready to go to space as as, as the uh, but, as
1: the, as the little cartoon says
0: tighter than an astronaut exactly he can't breathe but he's safe I mean <laughs>
1: <laughs> but well,
0: that's that's the problem when, when we started allowing people to nick, now we're afraid of what other people are going mm-hmm. to think about what we're doing or yes. they're going to call the police on us now I mean, how many children have been taken into custody because Mom allowed them to go outside in the backyard when it was snowing, and one kid didn't put a shirt on or put a jacket on or put a hat on, or they went and made footprints with bare feet in the snow, ran back in the house, and there's fifteen pairs of shoes, and the police still took the children away. This happened in like a couple of years ago, where they were taken away for forty eight hours where they did an investigation to see if the kids were being, all because the next-door neighbor didn't like it. Just because I don't like something how you do it, if you're not in any intimate danger, we've got to learn to, to live your life and allow God. Pray about them, first off. Of course, if you're a Christian, you should be anyway. But we've, we've got to stop just thinking our way is the right way. And if you don't like it, then I'm just going to get the police to come out and do something, which more often than not, ends up turning bad against that individual. But now we've got the ball rolling for... Because again,
1: it's not government's yeah,
0: job. we want somebody else to be responsible. It's not my responsibility to walk over and tell you, hey, your kids are on the roof. I want to call the police and have the police go tell you. That's not the police job. I used to sit on the roof at my, my, at my mom and daddy's house. My sister and I did on the front porch. We Our bedrooms are upstairs. We crawl out, sit there. Our, my next door neighbor to this day, she remembers seeing us up there. She called mama. Just want to let you know the girl's on the roof. Mama's like, I thought I heard them up there. All right, thank you. I appreciate it. She'd come up there and see what we were doing. Well, see, Y'all be careful. Well, see, obviously she
1: doesn't care about you because- But she didn't call the police. Something could have happened. You could have slipped. You could have fallen. You could have died. Hulk we did. We didn't die. But we slipped.
0: Off. We fell. <laughs> It happened, and well, what? Guess what? We Giant survived. Giant eagles it. could
1: have swooped down and carried you to Narnia or someplace. I mean, all yeah, sorts exactly. of things. Exactly.
0: I mean, the cats jumped off the roof all the time, so we thought they could do it. We can do it. I mean, <laughs> cats smaller than us, but I mean, it's still. It becomes that we no longer See, have. You have to
1: live with. You wonder why I am the way that I am. Now you know why Lou gives me weird looks.
0: But yeah, we no longer have the responsibility of going to the individual when we're concerned and expressing a concern because we don't know the whole story well, and we finding don't know them out. Yeah. That's the thing, we don't know our neighbors I know my neighbors growing up When I was back at home I know them by name Heck, I was probably related I am related to everybody on the road But nowadays No, I'm not Anyway, everybody <laughs> nowadays has just spread out So far that they don't know their neighbors They're not getting their neighbors And when they don't like something They just up and move someplace else And they never The whole concept of family and community is shot I mean, it's completely done with the fact of working together and understanding each other and realizing they're just a more laid back parent, but they're still watching. They're not just in the house watching soap operas and the kids are outside playing in the mud puddle in the the ditch. No, they're actually, they're watching them. They see there, they've already gone out there and told them, y'all be careful, make sure there's nothing, whatever. I mean, we're not taking the responsibility of learning our people. Because this
1: comes back to our headline fear
0: yeah we're why don't too i afraid. want to get
1: to know my neighbors because i'm afraid of social interaction because i don't want people to know i don't want to know about other people's lives because then you know what they'll do mm. they'll know about my life yes they'll know about mine and again christian and that puts this me is a one microscope. of those lessons we have got to drill into our brains we start off with the understanding about how bad we are at everything therefore we shouldn't be afraid of our sin coming to light It's already come to light at the foot of the cross. It has already been revealed in God's throne room and it has been dealt with by the blood of Christ. Therefore, I don't care what you think of my sin. God has seen it, overcome it, and declared me acceptable in his sight. I don't care what you think. I don't have to fear you. I don't have to fear your opinions. I don't have to fear this world. I don't have to fear my neighbor. I don't have to fear any of these things because I have a firm foundation. I have a strong tower. I have my safe anchor. I have a harbor in the storm. I have all of these things Mm -hmm. because I have Christ. Yes. So.
0: Yes. So now – we don't want to confess our sin because we're also at a point where we are not even forgiving country
1: anymore. Well, because we're afraid.
0: We are, one, we are afraid of others. And when we were also afraid that people are going to find out about something, even something as simple as you stole candy from a candy store when you were five years old. And now. Who told you about that? My sister did it, did you? Really? Like a gum. Yeah, hers was bubble blow pop. <laughs>
1: It was so bad that when I when I actually did the um, the lie detector test in a former life, I was almost a highway patrolman in the state of North Carolina, and one of the things you do in the uh, in the go through process is a it is an actual lie detector. Mm-hmm. So you get strapped in and they put the band on your head. It's bizarre. It's a, it's a weird experience. If you've never done it, find a company that does them and experience it one time. It's really weird. You almost want to start confessing things. You're so uncomfortable. Um, but they actually asked if you ever stolen anything, and you thought about it. didn't you? I did. <laughs> In that ex- I thought about that pack of gum when I was like six years old from um uh, walnut oh what was the name of the place it was walnut Beach shopping plaza and there was this little um, little place you used to play video games and I did I stole a pack of gum and I immediately thought about it uh-huh. and I'm like no no I't like and I'm like I'm gonna fail my lie detector I'm, like, oh, I'm a terrible <laughs> person six. yes yes <laughs> See that is what uh, guilt will do to you.
0: Yeah, so nowadays though, I need to if find you that have store
1: and mail them a dollar, <laughs> yeah,
0: you probably should. With inflation, all yeah, a pack of gum probably be about a dollar by now. But I mean, when people find out you've done one thing wrong in your life, even mm-hmm. if you've already you've paid your debt to society, whether it was prison or not, they hold it against well, this, this you. Goes and there's back. no, there's this no goes, redemption. There's no forgiveness. This goes back to our other two there's stories. There's no ch- second chance.
1: Why, why, why are why is policing bad? Because there's a couple of bad cops. There's no redemption for the police. No. They're done. There's no redemption for you if you don't wear the mask. There's no redemption for you if you don't take the vaccine. You hate grandma and you want everyone to die. There's <laughs> no grace. There's no, there's no nuance. And if you get nothing else out of this quick little you know, year in review, get this. Christians, please return nuance to our conversation. Not everything requires a sledgehammer. No. Not everything is a nail. And not just gentle, but deal with the complexities of life. COVID is a complex issue. Mm -hmm. Are there people who will die? Yes. Are there people who will be just fine? Yes. Yes. Are there ways we can deal with it without destroying society and locking everyone in their homes? I think the answer was yes. yes. But did we do any of that? No. No, because we couldn't be bothered with that. We were too busy finding nails with sledgehammers. Mm-hmm. Does Black Lives Matter have a point about some bad cops? Yes. yes. Are there things we can do about bad cops that we, that we could change in the way policing is done and the way cops interact and the way that police are protected in courtrooms? And yes. Mm-hmm. Does that require us to dismantle policing in this country? No. no. Not everything is a nail. Not everything requires a sledgehammer. Conversely, are there things in this world that should concern us? Mm-hmm. Yes. Are there things in this yes. world we should think through and worry about? Absolutely. Yes. Is there anything in this world as we walk in Christ that we should allow to cripple us with fear? No. And the answer is no. no because it's not. it's not everything is a nail and not everything requires a sledgehammer. This is the problem and this is the breakdown. So if you do nothing else, there's your resolution for 2021. Return nuance to the conversation we need a second end we'll call it Mana. make nuance great again or something like that i don't <laughs> know make new nu- make awesome nuance new again there it is Mana. <laughs> we will have Mana from heaven make awesome nuance new again there you go <laughs> yay <laughs> this is yay. why i don't get paid to write slogans for political campaigns no you so don't so there you go <clears throat> all right children <laughs> what have we learned here today number one god is in control Number two, our foundations matter. How our lives are built and what we're living for are important and will determine how we live. Yes. And number three, God is our refuge mm-hmm. and our source of everything. Yes, everything. Do we leave anything out? Anything else we need to cover?
0: No, I don't think so this time.
1: In that case, hopefully this was fun for you. Hopefully this is something we'll be able to get scheduled up and lined out that we can do this. Uh, about once a week or so and kind of tackle things as they roll because, again, Cameron lives under a rock. Um, i I keep busy. her chained to the stove in the kitchen. I don't allow her <laughs> shoes or anything like that. So, you know, she only gets to come out on special occasions to go grocery shopping and go to church. Other than that, she doesn't see a lot of these stories. So as I interact with them and encounter them, we will run them by her. Get her first blush on them, and then we will work through them mm-hmm. biblically, which means if you have a story you, we didn't cover you want Cameron to go over or you want a spring on her that she may know about, send them to info at practicaltheologyministries.com. We'll be glad to receive those. If you have any other questions, you can send them there as well. If you think I'm an idiot, tell me why I'm an idiot. I'll be glad to explain how you're wrong, um, and we'll just go from there. Info at PracticalTheologyMinistries.com. And again, download past episodes with Lou and I working through theology. Hopefully in the next coming weeks, episodes with Lou and I continuing to work through theology and with Cameron going through some fun pop culture stuff. Um, That kind of covers everything. So until we see you again, read your Bible. It'll do you good.
0: Happy New Year!